0: And welcome to the latest episode of the Lock In Podcast and this time we're in Highgate at the award winning Red Lion and Son mainly because Heath can be bothered coming to Sussex With me as ever are my two co-hosts for this week's podcast Heath Ball and James Cuthbertson Heath is well known in the local community not only for being the licensee of the Red Lion and Son but is also regularly mistaken for his celebrity twin Greg Wallace although he has fewer ex-wives so far Speaking of Greg Wallace, he's certainly done an amazing job with his weight of late, slimming down hugely. And our fellow co-host James has also watched a lot of MasterChef.
1: (laughs) Watched a lot of MasterChef? I hate a lot
0: of (laughs) MasterChef. He said slim over there. pot kettle all that anyway let's uh let, let's kick off though it's been quite an interesting week we've um we've been uh, heard about the uh, the end of the lockdown and the restrictions and everything that's coming in what's uh, what's our reaction to that what do you guys think
2: i think the government's just ridiculous we could was is, is it the second or is it the third how many conversations were based around that it was boring in the end Twitter was a wash full of arguments
0: it was, it was rather shambolic wasn't it I mean you think they could have set it out Clearly, simply and straightforward Let's hope they do a better
2: job of Brexit <laughs> <I am>
0: sure. <laughs> I'm sure i crying I mean what, what, what do you think though I mean we're coming out of lockdown we're going to be able. We're going to be hearing later on, and hopefully, we'll be able to get your reaction to that when they announce it later on on what the tiers, where the tiers are going to be. But I mean, what's, what's your thoughts on the tiering system um, and and the ability to operate out of lockdown,
1: James? <laughs> uh, I ju- you know what? I, think, this, the I think the yet? sad thing is that you know if, if you're a food led pub, they will probably work in your favour to a point, depending on your tier. Of course, if you're tier two and supplying meal. There's a real danger that sort of wet pubs who have been at the worst end of this from the get-go will again be the worst end of it because they won't even have the facility to put a plate on a table, frankly, because there'll be a lot of them will be vertical drinking, they won't be set up to do food, they maybe don't even have a kitchen or the extraction. So they'll be looking for ways around it. And frankly, a bit like, it reminds me of the smoking ban when pubs decided the way forward to do food, they'd probably do it really badly. Do you know what I mean? It won't enhance their, their reputation at all because so they don't have the skill set. So I think... I'm not sure I feel more sorry for the pubs or the punters when it comes to pubs that shouldn't do food doing food, but whatever they've got to do to make it buy, I think, again, and I've said this before, it's poorly thought through. Um, we shouldn't be treated worse than other retailers, which we are, and it proves once again that when it comes to the top table, we're not part of those conversations. We're always part of a, some sort of fix afterwards or some sort of negotiation. We're never, the pubs are never, ever, and hospitality generally, the crux of these conversations where decisions are made and that's where i think and it's and it's been once again it's another example of the government being short in detail and having thought it through and the nuance of the industry um and you know boris isn't a detail guy is he let's face it he's not a detail guy and it shows um but you know sadly once again i feel like we're going on a bit because we're always saying a woe is ours and i'm sure lots of other industries are suffering too but
0: it's difficult, isn't it? I, know I, I, I was speaking to Lee Johnson and, uh, the other day and he was he was sort of saying, you know, it's it's, it's almost a bit pitiful, isn't it? You were speaking we're... to him or he was speaking at you. Let's let, let's, let's gloss over that. Um, <laughs> he, he was saying, you know, it's almost, it almost a bit pitiful that we're sort of, we're so grateful for the scraps that are being sort of handed to us off the table that we're just sort of talking our forelocks and nodding and going, oh, thank you very much. I mean, do you think that's a fair, fair thing?
2: No. I, no, I agree with him. I totally agree. I feel like... Well, we need more of a stand. Like this is not on. They're destroying the businesses, destroying livelihoods, and there's no evidence. Everyone's saying that, but nothing gets done. It's frustrating. Oh, you, you touched
0: on the on the food element there, James. Of um, you know, it, there's the temptation for pubs just to stick on any old food offer just mm. to try and stay. Uh, open and operating. I mean, there's, there, that is fraught with danger. I mean, but there are, there are simple
1: foods that pups could be doing, surely. But, uh, I mean, yeah. it looks like the guidance, you know, just to... Heath saying it's all about loaded chips and things like that, but there's a temptation just to start throwing this stuff in front of people, but it just makes a mockery of the whole thing. You know, all of a sudden, by eating, you you've yeah, become... But, yeah, but, but it's survival, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's survival, but, I get it. Yeah, but you you know, I mean, it's, to... it's Unfortunately, we've been forced into... Yeah, but nonsense. Yeah, but, but just... You do what you've got to do to yeah. keep your business going and pay
2: your bills mm. and keep your staff employed. And if that's mm. knocking out some, you know, three-pound sandwiches or something as a substantial bill with some loaded mm. chips, yeah, fine. Mm. But, you know, everybody, the law is so ridiculous and we're letting them get away with it. But I think yeah. the
1: customers also see that too. Do you know what I mean? They'll see that for what it is. But it kills off, you know, that that huge part of the
0: trade, doesn't it? You know, not everyone wants to come out and eat it. And particularly at the moment, if you look at... Um, you know we talk about rising unemployment you know people are worried about money at christmas and mm. everything saving for all that kind of thing you know people can't afford to say oh let's go and eat at the pub whereas they might have said let's go and have a beer or two yeah yeah i mean that's that's the
1: we've had so many customers that you know they just come and have the two or three pints a day and go home they don't want another 12 pound meal mm. you know that's their budget for their beer um so no, I, I totally agree Again, just vilified
2: the industry. But I think they just know, a lot of operators will just take the view of it and go, you know what, like the, the, uh, the windlock we've got, you know, there's no point opening it. What? I'm going to bang yeah. out pies and, and mm. try and, and manage it. It's just going to cost more money to try and manage it mm. and do that. It's just not, you know what I mean? Keep them on mm. furlough. You know, we've come to an agreement with the landlord. Just get through to when we can. Spring. Yeah, it's spring. spring. There's no, no point trying to hustle money. Do you know what I mean? I mean, the, what is substantial? Do we do we have a definition of that? Do you have a definition no. of that? Like, oh, I got sent this. On okay. uh,
0: I mean the the. the There was talk at the last time, you know, that uh, bar sacks weren't enough. It has to be more than just a pie or a...
2: It's considered in legislation as someone's main midday or main evening meal or someone's main course at either such meal. At lunchtime, a sandwich or similar, e.g. loaded chips, bucket, etc. are acceptable. Should a customer want a starter as their main meal, this is allowed as long as it would be the customer's usual meal at this time. (laughs) Guests can be served more than one alcoholic drink. Guests must order food as part of their order. They do not need to order desserts at this point. Each guest must have a meal. A sharing platter would be acceptable between more than one person. If a table ordered a single starter or a single side or a side order, loaded chips, a single bucket between a number of people, this would not constitute as a substantial meal. Each member member of the party must order a substantial amount of food. So, I mean, who's going to? I mean, that's what, just substantial so, so so oh, meal oh, police, such <laughs> box, isn't it? Hello,
0: I mean, I'm from it, the council. Yeah. Uh,
2: what, what would you normally have? You have? Re- yes. yeah. What
0: would you normally have for your lunch?
1: I mean, can you fill out a food diary? I mean, as no, much no, as I disagree with that ten o'clock curfew thing. You could look and see, are they empty or not? They're empty, that's fine, they're doing their thing. Mm, what have you eaten today? This is absolute <laughs> nonsense. You just get your customers to lie and say they've had food. And, oh, uh, do you, it's all been cleared away. Oh, I mean, the that, problem, it becomes again with cat and mouse. Yes. Doesn't it? The whole thing becomes again. But I'm sure the police, they're not the food police. They, you know, they've got enough on their hands. It's one so, way to get your food sales up, isn't it? It's one way, yeah, but... Uh, what, cool. yeah,
2: but it's just mistakes. ruining culture, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's Christmas time, you haven't seen your mate in a while, it's been a hard, long, hard winter yeah. or summer, you know, lockdown and all that. You just want to go and see your mate, have a
1: pint in the pub, and chew the breeze, or shoot the breeze, and, and here you are. Well, you can chew the breeze as yeah, well. Yeah, you can. Yeah. They talk about mental health and all that stuff, and they say the pub is great for that kind of, you know, and they're taking it away again. Yeah. yeah. I'm sitting up me like oh. Did they all become Mormons overnight with something in Parliament? Did they?
2: Did something happen? Why are they so... There is a conspiracy.
1: It why are they it. so anti-booze?
2: But
0: they're not, though, are they? I mean, we, we've been they're talking not. about... Well, no, because if they were anti-booze, you wouldn't be able to get in the supermarkets and the off license OK, they're anti-pub, then. It's, it's anti-pub. It's, it, it does feel like it's it's directed at the pubs because it's not... I mean, you look at it and think, is it a temperance kind of thing? Um, but they're not controlling alcohol. In fact, they're taking away the controls because we all know the pubs are the safest and most controlled places to consume. Pensions alcohol. pensions wrapped up in the likes of Tesco's so leave them alone. I just don't think they go to pubs, do they? I think in their minds, when they talk about pubs, these, the politicians and the, and the advisors and things, their image in their mind is, you know, a, a boozy high street Wetherspoons or a town centre party pub where people are getting smashed on shots and things like that. They're not thinking about you know the wet-led community boozer where you know Stan goes in and has his uh, two pints uh, mm-hmm. of an evening and chats to the staff and sees a couple of his mates and then tolls off home. Yeah, it, it, that's the frustration maybe, with it. Maybe
1: defensively they're thinking about the Daily Mail front covers and stuff like that, You know the way, because that's how it would be perceived. Well, yeah, because because the pictures, that's, yeah. it's, it's always been like that, hasn't mm-hmm. it, from, the, from um, when the new licensing law came in. It was always that worry about being plastered over the front page, and they are sensitive to that. That's probably, they'll probably read the Daily Mail, you know? Mm. So um, I think there was a defensive part of that. Disagree mm. entirely, of course, but um, it's what will be brought forward. Mm. OK. It's bollocks, though, isn't it, really? Pretty much,
0: pretty much. To the lock in podcast so let's look towards the future um we're we're waiting still to hear what the tears uh where the tears will be um but i mean let's let's look at what we know what we can see going forward um i mean do you go i mean do you have any optimism you guys what is it just
2: a pessimistic outlook what do you think yeah compared to France I suppose I'm quite optimistic i hate to be in France right now with what they're closed till after Christmas
1: hospitality yeah well they're giving them 10, 10 grand or 10,000 euros or 20% of their turnover yeah the month. Just, not, bad, no,
0: it? not a bad shake but still yeah but it's not gonna I mean you, you have, that's gotta see you through the next few months as well yeah.
2: hasn't it it's uh, the, the, those winter months you try and be positive but it's just a bit you know what's today gonna shake up you know are we, what, what, you know, I, I think honestly, if we get put into tier three in London, I think there needs to be a revolution. I think there does. <laughs> because well, let's,
0: let's 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 come on to that because I think we're going to talk about some of the some of the conversations that have been going on. But I mean, in terms of sort of operation, what, I mean, what do we think? What what operators are going to survive this? Because we, we're we're constantly, and everyone in the trade is is telling the politicians, you know businesses are not going to survive this
1: um so you know who is who who do we think is going to fall by i don't know though it could be anybody truth is most of the pubs now probably owned by banks even if people don't think they are (laughs) because there's so much in the shit um so it may be those that can do the best pre-pack administration deal and then buy it back out and you know get out of their toxic leases be a massive change here but it could be generally those that are smartest legally and have wrapped the business up in different limited companies or things like that, because there's no hiding from this. Do, mm. do you know what I mean? It can be the pubs only with people with great wealth, but if the business model's not working, it's not working, it'll fall over. Um, I think the big mistake is that as a trade, though, we all think we're in the same boat. We're, we're, we're not. We're not. Oh. And I think, you know, we're on the same sea, but we're in very different boats. And I, I, I think in some ways, some of our sites, we're more fortunate than, than others, you know? Um, but, yeah, I think it could be those that are legally the most smart. Mm-hmm. and um, legally have worked the system the hardest um, but I think, again I said the great tragedy with those that uh, have just always run you know, great operations made a modest living um, and been a part of the fabric of the community and they are done
0: I mean, is there any, I mean, what are the advantages in, in, in the type of operation? I mean, what would you rather be? I mean, is it better to be independent? Uh, would you rather be part of a, a bigger
1: group, a branded, you know, it depend sort of operation? On how, you know, how supportive the pub codes have been? I mean, I think uh, back to your point um, earlier, you know, whether pubco bosses have been vocal enough. I, I don't think they have. That was Luke Johnson's point, but yeah. Yeah, mm. and, and, and I think also that. As, an as, as associations again, yes, we've been vocal, but we're terribly guilty of talking to ourselves. Um, and I don't think we get the consumer platform anywhere near the way we need to. So, if your pubco has been supportive, and I know Heath, you've talked about Green King, and the, I think they've been pretty—they've been, they've been really been good. Pretty good, yeah. yeah? Really good. Um, so I think, it, but it depends where you are. If you're perhaps in some of those pubcos that are very highly geared and are really property plays. They need to make the money, so um, we're seeing it already with things falling out of the market. So um, I think my the default would always be be independent, make your own decisions, your own buying decisions. You can turn your deals on and off.
2: I think if you're a I think if you're a pub co, and I know this, I know a couple of stories where people are with pub co's and they went hard on the mro got the mro yeah. and now it's just biting them in the ass yeah, yeah, because yeah. they're like well you got it you got what you wanted mm. was the rent but but also it's uh, uh, it's almost a punishment
0: but then yeah. at the same time you can kind of go yeah sort of get it, it what you wish for yeah exactly
1: yeah it's a bit it's a bit like being in a swimming pool and because things are going to bite you on the ass. It's like being in the swimming pool and say, you can never pee, but you're going to pee up that end. Still, the same pool it's going to come and get you in the end. So you're going to pay that rent Speaking back in the few Experience. Yeah, you know, yeah, no bombing, no heavy that's why do, why you, I'm do you know what I mean? Like, with James, it's only it's only diverting the issues, and that's where we, we may again we're delaying constantly. We're constantly moving stuff from credit card to credit card, but you're going to see it bite you in the bum when the music stops again. You know, when of course that that rent does become payable or. You know, and I've heard stories about licensees having you know, put themselves nice cars with their, their loan. No, seriously, you can't make it up. Um, uh, how is your car? Heath? It's good. Yeah, <laughs> and I was not even say about yours, but i this one someone different. Um, but, but they still need to be paid back. You know, these loans, and that's the problem. There's a bunch of toxic lending out
0: there. It's, yeah, I guess there's that element of, you know, easy money is coming in. Um, <laughs> yeah, not everyone will have been as prudent with it as perhaps they should have been. Hopefully they were.
1: Um, but yeah but some independents would never have had a better year mm. you know made more money oh, yeah. no shut yeah, down no, just, zero contracts yeah. you know all that just, just take yeah, just like
2: small business my own yeah. power operation out in the country you get 25 mm. grand from the, the government straight away boom it's probably what they've made more than they made all year mm.
1: you know here we go shut down furlough great sit back watch mm. Netflix there's definitely some of those yeah but um, on a wider, I think. But
0: it's dragged on a bit now, hasn't it? So I think yeah. the, the benefit of Need that. think another and,
1: and, and you <laughs> <laughs> twenty-five grand.
0: Yeah. but no, I think the, the benefit of that has gone, hasn't it? Because it's gone on yeah. for so long, yeah, and it's yeah. been, and those, and often those guys, the ones you mean, they're mm. the, they're the wet leg guys who are now utterly screwed. screwed. They can't away. open up, yeah. they can't. So it's um, the benefit is outweighed. Um, I mean, there's there's a suggestion of uh, of, of rebellion. At the moment, I think um, we've seen various people sort of threaten to open. I think uh, Yummy's, but, Tim Foster's was, yeah, was a talking difference about it. I mean, th-
2: threatening to open and actually, you know, I, I just can't believe there's no, there's no one in like a pubco that can't lean on the government. Like, hey, Boris, come here, let's have a conversation. Surely, you know, I've got, if I got, you know, there's people I can lean on for stuff. Surely, how come we don't have anybody at that level who pulls them aside, you know, and says, "Listen, what the hell are you doing?" No one, no one's getting leaned over. No yeah, there? there's no, there's no like. Surely, if you had a mate, you know, in parliament and stuff, so, you'd be leaning, like. I can't believe Boris doesn't have a mate who's a publican or, you know, what I mean, pub like pubco boss. Yeah, pubco boss. Together. Yeah, like surely, they're yelling in his ear and you go, okay, mate, sorry, I don't. Yeah. yeah, okay, let me let me deal with it. Maybe, maybe, none of that. maybe his wife needed to, uh, or his fiance needed to <laughs> run apart. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's just not. There's no one. You know, we can all threaten. Yeah, we are all open and stuff. Yeah yeah great but it's not real though it's isn't not it? real you know we can all say that and I'll rant about that and, but we really we really need the hard word on the government someone needs to have a proper word you know and they need to listen uh, but
0: they yeah I don't know is, can they get close enough to that that's the problem doesn't I mean. feel that like we are close enough it doesn't you know, feel like, like that if
2: we're not, not now when will but we but how can I don't understand how they can turn their back on pubs mm. it, it, how you know what I mean like it really is a
1: massive part of this country and it's suddenly like it's—I don't know. I don't so think The, oh. the p- pubs are the poster boys for a lot of the um, stuff we do for tourism, you know. Alongside the Queen, and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. a great British pub, and it has been forgotten. I mean, I think you know—we're not on our own. That's but. For a minute, you know, there are other sectors that are suffering, but they don't get the same restrictions that we get. Well, this is it, isn't it?
0: I mean, yes, you can you can point to the support we had early days and go, you know, the government looked after us probably above and beyond other sectors. Mm. Um, but since then, those restrictions have, have been brought in and they seem to be ratcheted every time. Mm. And it, and it seems very targeted at the pub mm. sector. You, well, know, you can watch this, people this crawling all over
1: each other for Christmas shopping. You, what, you watch. Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous. There's no two-metre rolling... No, no supermarkets nonsense
0: but, I mean the lockdown this lockdown's a joke isn't it the only lockdown has been on uh, on the hospitality and leisure sector everything mm-hmm. else is is pretty much mm-hmm. raring to go so
1: um, and why should we again you know to open open Tuesday Wednesday? Wednesday Wednesday next week after Wednesday. all the hassle but um, but they're waiting till now to tell us you know, how we're supposed to run that business. And, you know, have we sent rotas out for people? Do we know what experts... Do we need chefs? Do we need more chefs? Do we... You know, again, it seems that... They don't care. No, they don't... They don't right. care. Yeah. But get on with it. But do you know what I'm yeah. talking about? The practicality of you are no, hanging don't on now. I not care,
2: mate. I don't... Do you know what I mean? I just, you just can't trust them. You know? I just... It, it's, it's... It really is survival, and you've got to do what you've got to do to get through it. And,
1: and don't count on the government, because no. they don't care about us. But he also encourages people to do things they shouldn't do. You know, I think that's where those people get called out for trying to, um, you know, they eat out to help out scheme, trying to dodge that. But I think those people mm. are just desperate, you know. And I'm not saying it's right. I mean, we did a couple of um, audits, didn't we, which were fine. But, you know, it's right that they are checking. Yeah. But I think people are pushed into really desperate corners. It's desperate times, isn't
0: it? People, yeah. people tend to look for desperate measures. But, mm. um, yeah, I mean... Uh, so, no, I mean, you're not going to be leading a, uh, a rebellion then, He, You talk about it a lot, but...
2: Yeah, but, like, what, you know, what are we going to... All gonna, mouth, no trousers. Yeah, but, like, what? Open up, then you just get fine, you call, then you got a licence, and then you just open yourself up just all the time for headache. Do you know what I mean? It's just... But I, I'd like to think there was someone who'd just be able to pull Boris aside and say, seriously, mate, do you know what I mean? Mm. I know where all the kids are. I'm going to tell everybody, Boris. <laughs> open <laughs> the pubs.
1: You know? No. No, and, and also, you know, we haven't had that sort of uprising since the poll tax riots, I guess, for those that can remember them. Um, so I don't, th- I just don't think we have that togetherness. And also, there's so much misinformation. You know, that swelling of popular opinion will probably got diluted by, um, by the anti-vaxxers. The, yeah. You know, all these other different things. Everyone's that come all, out of the yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, once the vaccine's coming. Oh, god. <laughs> <laughs> In eighteen
0: months' time. Yeah. We shall see, we shall see what the future holds. you're listening to the lock in podcast with james cuthbertson heath ball and myself ed bennington so we're looking at life after lockdown in this podcast so one of the the key issues is uh customers which will be hopefully allowed back into (laughs) our businesses depending on what tier you poor unfortunate people end up in so um I mean, let's, let's look at customer behaviour. Um, you know, what, what are we anticipating? What, what, what sort of... Uh, are people going to come... I mean, this is the, the, the problem we had, certainly with, with the last lockdown, was the initial worry was there was this fear that people weren't going to come back. That proved largely baseless because everyone wanted to get out and back. Yeah. I mean, are we going to have the same now? Or are people going to be a bit more
2: wary? No, I, th- I think they're done. I think like, from... You know, I'm speaking from experience in London... People have had enough. They want their lives back. I've said that before. And I think this time, like we've seen it when we opened our booking system up the other day, it's it's ferocious. We're going to be busy. Um, and they want their lives back. And they now even more so, it's Christmas and they, they're they angry. Do you know what I mean? So it's going to be it's going to be difficult managing them because, you know, suppose, the, yeah. the amount of people trying to Work like you know, we're obviously trying to work around so that are legally mm. they get you know, get around the law and get it do it legally. But these guys are like, Oh, I want two tables of five, and you're like, You can't do that. And they're like, Well, I want this, and I want that. And they're everyone's on the fiddle to get what they want
1: because mm. they want Christmas and they, they're owed something, so it's 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 going to be impossible. Do you not think it's um, it's going to be worse this time? And the, the first time we had that you know, six months off and Mm. everyone was so pleased to have their pub back and broadly so were we to get, you know, revenue and we understood that we had to do the track and trace and the masks and, you know, a little bit reluctantly but you kind of thought we're open, that's great but this time we've been asked to peddle the government bullshit that we don't believe in Mm. and that's what's made it worse is this time we reopen we're going to have to try and justify and implement what we've been asked to justify and implement but we don't believe it and there's no evidence for it so actually it's really, really difficult um, it's supposed to be a time when you have, you know, your customers are having fun, and you know you're enjoying the festive period with them. But you won't be. It'll be like being a school teacher. From a oh, my, I had a lady yeah. ring up two days ago, and she wanted
2: to make a booking. I said, For "How many people?" She's sixteen. Hmm. So I start laughing because I don't know what. Like, is this? I thought it was one of our mates, one of you. She was dead serious. Yeah, like they don't know, mm. they and they don't know and they don't care. She goes, "Can you recommend anywhere else?" <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like oh. "Not
1: France." Oh yeah, not France. <laughs> yeah, Sweden. Um, they don't New give a shit. New Zealand, if you can get in, mm. yeah. Um, but yeah, people just they, they've had enough. They've had enough, and, and that's what we're going to be coping with. Is is that is, is people's frustration? But like
0: you said, it's people's frustration. Also, the fatigue. From, from the industry and you made a really good point there James actually cause, it's my first in the series uh, it, I was going to say I'm, I almost <laughs> fell off my chair because that's never happened ever um, but yeah I mean last time we opened up we were grateful to be open we you know we saw the rules and things we were like okay yeah we don't care but now there's our sense of betrayal isn't there because yeah. you know we did comply with everything people mm. invested huge amounts of money in yeah. screens and equipment yeah. and all this kind of stuff only to then be
2: right let's hammer them down a bit more so yeah, I mean, oh. maybe that's the maybe that's the idea behind the substantial meal because they know people are just going to customers are going to go feral, and they thought, well, hold on, if we knock on the the, the just the wet lead drinking, that will calm, that'll cut all that out because people are going to go crazy. Mm. It's Christmas. We do that, and they have a meal, it'll slow down them the alcohol consumption. It'll keep people a bit more tame. You know, we're not going to have a we're not going to have a like you know. A mass piss up all at once. But do you think?
0: But do you think, though, that, that because of this kind of sense of you know betrayal or anger from the operators, that we're going to see a, a, a general flouting of those? That I die, I die, think I I so actually just think you know what so I mean. You were joking. Earlier, Let's just get some plastic food so they have made up it yeah. in front of people so when PC Plot comes in yeah. or whoever uh, it looks like they've got a meal mit- I mean do you think that's going to be part
1: of the mit- but, I tell you you
2: saw that joke going around of the beer that's called substantial yes. meal mm. do you know what I mean I think, I think operators really it's coming down to survival and they need money we, we need to survive and, and we're looking at laws that, are, that could put us out of business
1: so you know you've you got to forgive them for being passionate about it. Yeah,
2: yeah, you've got to work around and do what you do to keep it going, and if that means you're giving away some free meals to someone, so it's a good regulars to keep them in there, Yeah, why not? But
1: you've also you've got to make you know a danger. Another good point. Um, really? Most no, probably not. <laughs> um, be the judge now in about thirty seconds. But um, you know most of the staff are you know young kids, yeah. and they will be dealing with middle aged guys and that are used to having their own way. Mm-hmm. And are thinking, screw it, I'll do whatever I want. And then you're trying to have them guys, you know, pushing back on them. It's going to be really horrible. I mean, mm-hmm. I do think that. I, mean, I, I know Heath and I talking. you just can't be away from the site anytime because you've got constant flashpoints. Potential, for, you know, for more yeah. uh, police coming in. We've had that already at our sites, you know, when it was the 10 o'clock curfew, them standing outside, which is fine, we were done. But it, it, no, it's just exhausting. How, how do you equip your staff to deal with that? That kind of customer oh, I think you've got to just support them and be around. I think I don't think that some of the behaviour from some of the customers is, is beyond anyone's pay grade. So it's the only you just have to step in and deal with it. And I, I just generally think our fuse is very very short right now. I don't know whether you or yours or uh, yours is I, Heath, yeah. But, I just uh, don't have
2: time. If you're gonna
1: if you're gonna be a prick, oh, I just piss off.
2: <laughs> That's the long and short of you it. Have that printed up on the sign outside the pub. Here. Well, I think they. You know, I think we just got to be. This is it. If you don't like it, go somewhere else. Mm. Like, really, you know, yeah, it's going to be hard enough for the Christmas as it is. And if you want to be a prick, really, don't come. Mm.
1: You know? Sick of justifying it. And I that, yeah. say, and we don't believe it. And there's no evidence for it. So it's, it's just a thankless bloody task. So I, I think it's just come, bring on the spring, you know? Yeah. Could do with the industry putting into those capsules in, in space, you know, they wake up in Mars. We could do that. Just <laughs> set it for end of March. Yeah. I
0: mean, were there any sort of learnings from from coming out of the last lockdown in terms of
1: uh, customer behaviour and, and, and what to what to expect? Do you think there's anything there? No, because I think I think well, none of us knew, right? None of us knew what it'd be like, and I think it proved to be exactly people were grateful to have their pub back. Um, they didn't want to. They wanted to stand up and drink, though. In some cases, right. so they say you're more of a school teacher than a licensee. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is, or babysitter, perhaps. Um, so no, I don't. I don't think so. And I think there's still the same old customers that are desperate to get back in. Uh, but are they going to be
0: if the restrictions are so strong that you have to eat? Um, I mean, are you expecting to see a drop off in, well, in customers because of that? Because you won't get those drinkers.
1: I mean, you might see a drop off of customers. you could see average spend per head go up. So it's probably six and two threes. Truth is, we don't know. Um, and again, we're given less than a week to prepare for it. Thank you. Mm. And the landscape could change at any time, I guess. If you're well, they can move you between. up and down tiers, can't exactly. they?
2: Yeah. You could be, exactly. be humming along on tier two, doing a great business, and then they go, well, actually, in tier three now, boom, that's it. All your bookings go, all your stock, everything's
1: just gone. Mm. They could do that overnight. They could do, you know.
0: Yeah, um, there's no planning
1: for that, is there? And you know? not everyone can do takeaway. It's quite yeah. difficult to do take away well i mean that's the other thing it's not just a case of put a bit of cling film on your plates or a, you know some clean film over your pint it's quite difficult right i mean it's a you've got to spend quite a bit of money to do it right because the packaging's not cheap you take a margin here and then customers have a potential the, the perception that it's going to be cheaper because it's takeaway and not sitting in mm-hmm. so i i think it's um, it's too easy just to presume that you can just flick a takeaway model on the um so I'm online now
2: and I'm on the top 50 gastropub chat and the, one of the guys has posted you can um, find out the government's just released the website and you can put your postcode in and it tells you what tier, tier and it's obviously crashing but one of the guys just got his report <laughs> and he's crashing
1: because of the top 50 because everyone's, everyone's yeah. just going
2: into it but um, it keeps on crashing but this guy one of the guys here he's, he's, in, he's just found out he's in tier 3
1: and he's where? Uh, he's in uh, Canterbury well yeah. Medway've had it bad haven't they up there there's mm-hmm. been a big spike in Medway's sort or of Mole yeah. Valley down our way um, well, let's uh,
0: hopefully we can find out shortly and uh, get your reaction to to where you are at that. Mm-hmm. Time. Okay, you're listening to the Lock In podcast, and we have just been uh, listening to the news. They have announced what areas are going to be tiered. Um, so let's get some reaction from uh, from Heath and James. So, guys, I mean, have you, you found out which um, which tiers you were in for your sites? Two,
1: for both sites. All sites, all four, all four. But obviously, two won't reopen because they're very wet lead and. Um we can't operate, so we don't even have a kitchen in those ones, yeah, yeah. so so what, what what's the reaction what what do you think well, it could have been worse it's kind of you know it's it's being the least worst option really right. but isn't it isn't it like
2: telling someone like
1: you, you ba- tell them the no, you tell them the really bad
2: news first, and then the, the other news is pretty bad too mm-hmm. but they go, oh, okay, well, it's not as bad as that one. That's what it's like, isn't it? Yeah, only you yeah, half di-
1: your leg. Yeah, yeah, it's
2: disaster all over. No, There's a three. Really you're you're
1: three, but yeah. give me two. I want
2: you to be oh, grateful. Oh, we're grateful for two. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Thank God yeah, yeah. grateful. Yeah. Not really. We've yeah. yeah. blown that cover. We've their cover. Yeah, uh, just, it's rubbish, man. Like <laughs> This is just, oh, that's Christmas gone, isn't it, really? Go meet your mate for pints, you know. Joining us on the line is Andy Burnham.
1: Wow. That I mean, it,
0: it is going to, be, it's going to be fascinating to see the reaction. I mean, you're, you're picking up reaction at yeah. the moment, uh, Heath, and, and we'll be getting reaction back in the office from, from operators that, uh, that are going to struggle with this. Um, and I think society as well, because, I mean, effectively, I don't know if anywhere is in tier one yet. We haven't crunched all the numbers and seen, but it, it doesn't sound very likely. <laughs> Auckland,
2: I,
1: New I, Zealand, I think, like, I think Cornwall, or maybe Jersey and Guernsey, and, um, you know, where there's very know. little, but.
0: Maybe, although we don't control Guernsey and Jersey, know, so yeah, it's yeah. not.
1: Uh, well, you, not, uh, you did well at school. So. <laughs> yeah, you no, know, I didn't do
2: maths. <laughs> it, it, but it's a disaster, hospitality, you know what I mean? All around, all these restrictions. It's, you know, it's a real disaster.
0: I mean, can you, I mean, what, what, are, the, what are the real pinch points for you guys in Tier 2 then? What's it's the,
2: the, the inside, inside, same right. households inside.
0: Right. You know, I mean, yeah, because you don't really want to take your family to the pub, do
1: you? You want to go with your mates, is that what you're saying? Yeah, no, your wife, I mean. and your wife doesn't want to go to the pub with you anyway, does she? That's one of the great it depends bits. on you well That's one mm-hmm. of the great bits of confusion. Yeah. People moaning about losing their Christmas. If my in-laws and parents didn't come, that would make my Christmas. <laughs> that would stay. That would stay strong. Your you wife's know? still not listening to this podcast, shoot. is she? Yeah, she probably is. It's <laughs> Just another step closer to divorce. <laughs>
0: So yeah, I mean that that is that's going to be the biggest challenge, isn't it? I, I mean, what about yeah. the, the? I mean, we've talked about the food. I mean, I suppose you're you're in a decent position with at least two of the sites that you do do food. So uh,
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. But then you've got customers that come in regularly to drink and have mm. a nice time, and part of their day, you know. And mm. we're going to have to throw your plate of food in front of them, so we, you know, so we we comply, or do we have to say, yeah, they're coming for food. Like now, and we've you know if someone comes in to check, oh no, they've eaten, mm-hmm. and then you have to show the bill. Mm-hmm. Um, I can think of loads of different bits of nonsense that going to float around around this. Um, again, who's going to who's going to monitor it all? I mean, how are you going to check that everyone's from the same family? You can't. Would you bring your ID? You're know you going to get your bring your passport with you or something. Oh. It's a bit. You just rely Gas on bill. people's honesty. Mm-hmm. If, if you know what else, God, you if you I, do? I go
2: for drinks with you boys, like. like.
1: I'm thinking my dad, I'm my
2: dad and <laughs> like, I. Hi guys. <laughs> I, I, I'm,
0: I'm I'm the son of the same. Yeah, I'm yeah. Much yeah, younger, yeah. And better looking. I'm a doctor. A bit of hair. That'll be it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean the the I mean the nature of the uh, announcement as well. Let, let's talk about that because. Um, they've spent all week working if we on waited all
2: week for, for, <laughs> for that, that website yeah. someone needs to. I bet that cost us 15 billion that <laughs> website they kept on crashing put you a know, map up put yeah. a map up give some colouring and it's pencils one of, one of their
0: mates did it honestly I mean so basically what we're talking about is the website was announced everyone's piled onto it and it's just crashed you crashed. know what the
2: best thing about when you're looking at the website and it's crashing and you look over to the corner of the website and it goes 36 days to Brexit <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: It just... It's like, things will get better then, won't they? Oh, man. It's like a little flag. All our troubles will go away. I mean, oh, yeah. it, it, is, it is a bit embarrassing, isn't it? If, if you can't get capacity onto that website, it, I mean, the whole of hospitality will have been diving on I mean, it. Not just hospitality, mm. everyone will have been diving onto mm. that website.
2: They could have given... it like, They leaked everything else to the BBC. <laughs> Why couldn't yes, they yeah. leak that? And they could have had a map-up of the country. Yeah. Lovely colouring mm. in pencils. Yeah. Like, you know what it is. Mm. You know, like... Boris, if you listen to this, you're a joke. I'm sure he does listen. Oh, I hope he does. Like, he doesn't know. He did not know what a pub was.
1: Does anyone listen? It's a bigger question. Well, that's the other I question. question. I think people in Jersey and Guernsey, that's why I brought them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on that note.
0: You are listening to the Lock In podcast with Heath Ball, James Cuthbertson, and myself, Ed Bennington. So, let, let's talk about um, uh, landlords and suppliers because you know we, we focus very much on on the on the woes of the pub sector, but um, we're not um, we're not in a bubble. You know, there's other people that are reliant sort of up and down the chain from us. So, um, I mean, let, let's let's start with the landlords. they they're sort of. Betting noir of our of our industry to a certain extent. So, I mean, how's how's your experience been um, across your sites?
2: Really mixed. Really like the the red lions tied to drinking, and they've you know short of amazing. um, They've been really supportive, which is really really great. Uh, Then we've got three private landlords across the other the other pubs. Mm. Um, One of them, uh, Horsham Council, Mm. horrible, unreasonable. Uh, demanding, rude not very nice mm-hmm. uh, so we're paying rent there um, then we've got a private landlord at Lockhart. Uh, we're paying the rent there um, he, they're a lovely family owned business really supportive but we, we, we can afford to pay the rent uh, and then the winlock, uh, it's taken a while to negotiate the rent on that, uh, private landlord again and they've finally come round um, and given us a concession which is great and yeah. um,
0: I mean, I think generally we've seen a mixed mixed responses from from landlords, but uh, in in the main, certainly in the Poco side, much as I'm sure other people will disagree, they've all been pretty good in terms of reacting, dropping rents and yeah, things well, I like think that. that. They've
1: not been able to kick people out where they might have wanted to. There is they've been protected, but mm-hmm. um, I think it is a mixed bag, and I I have sympathy for the smaller um, landlords who have done this as an investment or a you know in terms of. Creating revenue for them because they just have properties while we have leases. If that makes sense, yeah. or, so it's their business still needs to pay the bills too. It's, and it, exactly. where does it yeah. stop? And yeah. well, it's it, the same with know, the big guys as well. They've got to pay yeah. the bills. It's, it, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. everyone's and demanding everyone's, shareholders. And yeah. then if you go down the chain, and you talk about suppliers. It's not just the the smoked salmon provider. It's the person that provided the boxes it goes in. You know, yeah, the, yeah. The, the the delivery guys, mm-hmm. and it goes down, 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 down. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this is where when we got the grants. Um, if you qualified, obviously not all our sites did, but uh, you know you paid your suppliers to keep things moving rather than you know holding on to the money. It was about making sure the wheels kept turning, um, and that's what we've done. We've paid, we've kind of switched how we we pay people to pay weekly um, in order just to keep on top of you know if the music stopped again, mm-hmm. uh, you knew exactly what your debtors what your debtor would look like. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's kind of worked, does not it? Really, yeah, for us, and I think the suppliers have appreciated it too. Certainly we've been down in Sussex you know like Hairy Dog 360 Dark Star we've been really good and supportive in making sure that you know they can do the the most for us been really really good but again we pay them by return we pay them within the week so they appreciate Mm. it because obviously cash is king right now yes um, so they're working a bit harder for us
0: I mean thinking about suppliers I mean they're in it aren't they so I mean it is you're right it is important that that whilst imagine uh, all these
2: independent breweries
1: Christmas time You know, all wet pubs really, if you're in tier two, it's a mixture know. I think the middle tier guys are going to really struggle. The the smaller ones that have engaged with their communities and do off-sales have probably had a really good summer. Mm -hmm. Do do you know what I mean? I think there is probably some winners in there, Mm -hmm. but I think that I think I wouldn't. You just can't blanket every landlord the same way. Yeah. Um, just I don't mean, assume I, they have the money but I, I think mean, in the future that's going to be a conversation isn't it I was going to say where do you see it going
0: with, with landlords particularly because yeah. I mean yes they've, they've been they've been mixed but those that have been good can they yeah. afford to continue to sort of uh, show that largesse yes? because like we said you know everyone's got bills to pay Everyone's got a shareholder, the sense of, some
1: of their families to I, feed. Well, we hope this is a one-in-a-lifetime experience, right? But if I was taking on a lease and Heath and I were looking at leases, I'd be asking how did the landlord behave during lockdown? You know, what did they do yeah. for the lessees? How did they behave? Um, that would be one of my top questions. Yeah. Because, again, if we do drop into it again, then at least you know kind of the cut of the jib. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, every every circumstance is different.
0: I mean, one of the problems prior to to lockdown though was I mean, toxic leases. Mm. You know, this kind of overinflation in the um, yeah. in, in the property market. I mean,
2: do we anticipate that uh, that changing? Hope so. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think the problem was with the big chains like. You know, in restaurant, you know, casual dining was like Jamie Oliver going and going, oh, let's just play Monopoly and have loads of sites and mm. let's do that and let's do that. And everyone mm. got carried away, and landlords are rubbing their fingers mm. and, you know, rubbing their hands mm. together and going, oh, this just is great. Yeah, and their fingers. And then leveraging cash against the rent that were are going to get, borrow more money and carry
1: on. And it's a house of cards. Yeah. But, do you know what I mean? You, again, we're not going to have a little hiatus, but then you'll have the same um, groups, the same product are looking for a better return than they can get in. In traditional debt mm. and, and looking to you know back back operators again, mm. uh, isn't that just the way the things move around? I, I'm, I, I'm hopeful, Heath, but I think again, we'll just see a lot of like, guys going to prepack, buy the sites back. I'm not sure there'll be a, you know, a huge flood of properties on the market.
0: No. Um, I think I, I must admit, actually, was, I was talking to an operator, and they they, they were saying that you know that, that um, they're not they're they're actively looking to grow and seek sites, and sites aren't there, and whether that's because people are just sitting on them because of the situation, maybe so.
1: Well, I think if you've had rent deferred and all the rest of it, I think you could look at spring for real action.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's going to be next year before the market really moves.
0: And and looking at suppliers then, I mean, um, uh, it, it's a, it must be. It, Extra difficult for suppliers because they want to they want to support the trade. I mean, we've seen some great things, with um, mm. Coke supporting the Great British Pub Awards and making out that pot of cash available to operators for grants, um, and then smaller operation. I mean, we've seen various sort of initiatives announced by various suppliers. I mean, how how have you found it? it but we also have to support the suppliers as well, don't we? Mm. Is, is the sector our <coughs> pubs doing enough
1: to look after their suppliers? No probably not, but they're doing what they can, I think where they can. Mm. I mean I look at some of it's where do you stop you know when you're deep in something like I can, there'd be a lot of pubs that owe a lot of so breweries, for example, my area that I know most about money, and they will keep delivering to them because they need to try and keep the wheels turning but they're yeah. probably chasing bad money mm-hmm. and I think we'll see a lot of that bad debt come to light again in January. I think the trade always has had that you know there's yeah. always been businesses fall over in January this January just may be apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we take our supplies for granted but in the beer trade of course, no, it'll, be, it'll be that first rent quarter won't it that's when it'll really go wrong but we've got too many brewers too many small brewers out there fighting for the same You know, bit of the market, and what you have is guys that were trying to be brewers will go back to being solicitors again. (laughs) 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 What did did you do before you went to brewing? I was um, I was into into public relations, obviously, and uh, marketing, which um, which which solid solid
0: brewing background
1: there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but, but we didn't do a bad make a bad fist of it. I think the difference is at that level, um, at the smaller level, um, it's going to be nasty. So ninety nine percent of England is in tier two or tier three.
0: Oh. <laughs> there we go. There we go. We go. So, Where's the one so percent Jersey?
1: Jersey? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Again, the counties let, of Jersey. let, Jersey. let, 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 let us draw you a map, <laughs> So I mean, yeah, just just to draw a line on that. I'll tell you, I mean, it, it it's going to be tough, isn't it? And you think that there's going to be a thinning of the herd on on the supply side?
1: Yeah, yeah. A big time. Yeah, you know. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Right. The, the, the hobbyists
1: will definitely go. Yeah. Um, you know, those that have decided to set up a, um, a gin distillery in their basement. Not that we would have them over here, but I guess in their spare room, mm. um, buying vodka and sticking a you know a few botanicals in, we'll just go, and just put mm. some wax on a lid. You know, it's all very, it's, it's very nice, it's very quaint, but just not feasible, you know. No. When the savings run out, it's just um, no. So I think we will sadly see a a reduction in that, but it's probably a bit of a leveling out needs to happen, to be honest. You mm. know, fewer pubs, more suppliers, more brewers, more you know gin brands really don't count for anything um, there'll be a bit of I so just hope there's enough of that um, entrepreneurial spirit that gives us the variance in the market and it doesn't just become
0: that's the danger isn't it, it, it becomes it very become homogenized big, yeah, and exactly. uh, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I think that's the, the biggest danger out of all that we shall see we shall see
0: Listening to the Lock In podcast, we are now going to sample a few new products that have come into uh, MA Towers. So uh, I think let's start. We've got uh, James is uh, about to pop this one. It's uh, a signature brew. They've done a collaboration with the uh, the rock band The Darkness um, in a blatant attempt to squeeze a bit of life out of their Christmas single, Christmas Time. I suspect uh, the beer is called Bell's End. Uh, that is with an S. Um, it's a 5.2% ABV seasonal beer, so or bitter, sorry. So let's uh, let's try some of this and get your views on it. Heath, are you a fan of the darkness? I like dark. No, I mean the band, oh, not the not dark.
2: That's not too bad
1: actually. Mm. Hmm. I'm named it after you, James. Yes.
2: What's
1: Bell's say, End. Oh, Bell's, in Bell's End. Bell's End. Yeah. No, 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 there's an ass in that. There. There's an ass in that. I saw a loaf named after you the other day in the supermarket. Then I realised it said thick cut. Oh my god. <laughs> I think my dad used that joke. <laughs> I, <just heard laughs> to the I, I was going to
0: say. I mean, after all the criticism <laughs> of my jokes at the start. I mean, that's. Uh, I quite like that. What do you, what do you think, James? Um, I
1: thought it was an average joke. No, um, I meant the beer. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, that's nice. I'm not sure it's you know particularly darkness inspired but it's good fun and we need a bit of that in the industry so what yeah, is please. what is the connection I've had they've it's, just asked them to do it I imagine seeing Jabu just do this collaboration with music so yeah a bit of fun mm. decent a bit like the band I suppose yeah fun light frothy. Um, are they still going I think so didn't he some with magic uh, really bad problems that lead singer didn't he, get a bit of a, didn't he have a bit of a moment probably I think so a bit of a Diogo Or went. <laughs>
0: <laughs> moving on right let's go on to the next product here <laughs> okay next up we are going with uh, a craft one here um, it's a US brewer How are craft? They, they they say it's craft so oh, I, have, okay. I have to read what it says on the label uh, this is a US brewer confusingly called New Belgium uh, and they've launched a hazy IPA, the Voodoo Ranger, and uh, surprisingly, they've also sent me a uh, plastic toy figure with this one, a bit like one of those old Star Wars type figures of a old? man holding some beer. So I'll be giving that to the kids for Christmas.
2: That's, um, that's nice.
0: Hit. Just to add to the confusion, it's being brewed here in Can the she? UK by Four Pure mm. in London. So uh, that's, uh, let's hazy. give this a try. It's hazy. It is that's hazy. Is, uh, does that mean they just haven't refined it? <sighs> James loves talking that's about this. James, you are a big fan of hazy beer.
2: Oh, I'm a massive fan. Of oh, that's one. pretty. Lots of yeah. apricot, to- uh, not
1: apricot, um, grapefruit tones. Yeah, nice. No, they did great stuff. New Belgium, anyway. That's just lovely. what I'd expect from them, to be honest. I think that'd be,
2: it could be on my breakfast beer.
0: <laughs> well, it's quite early in the day, isn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> it's late for me. Ed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, both these beer. I mean, would you would you stock them? Ah, uh, yeah, I would.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fruity range is quite... Yeah, it's quite cool. Fruity range is very good. Yeah, mm. yeah it's quite fruity, isn't it?
0: Okay. Right, so... Um, yeah, apparently oh, yeah. that one was aimed at the millennial and Gen Z market, so I think I naturally got the uh, best audience to uh, mm-hmm. try that there. Uh, right, what's next, then? We've got... Uh, actually, this is one you brought to the table, isn't it, James? Frisco. Yes. Do you want to... Uh, uh,
2: James bought this because...
0: It's the name of your company. It is. So this is... Uh...
2: You've got the shakes. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm see, like, seriously, you've you either got that or Parkinson's. What's going on? DT's. Look at your hand.
0: It's just giving...
1: The why best is it so windy? No, he, He's pouring doing? it out of uh, a can.
0: It's getting good uh, head, head on the beer. Do
1: you wax your hands? I live in the country. Oh. Not like you city lot. I work, you know? I work the land. <laughs> you wouldn't even know what land is. <laughs> be able to tell you where the land is.
0: Right, so what is what this, James? Do you actually know? So, no, no, actually, no, no good idea. Good so, question. Frisco, so, um,
1: by the mighty Thornbridge Brewery, a California common beer at 5%. Common beer? Oh, that's perfect for you.
0: I, I love the fact you're reading it off the uh, label. What is yeah, a yeah. common con- I don't know. California I, common.
1: I don't know. I guess it's a typical of the style from California, that whole sort of West Coast. Okay. Five percent. I mean, again, you know, it's going to be good at Stormbridge. They, they don't send any duff stuff.
0: Let's give it a try, then, shall we?
1: Yeah, good. What do we think? Good, good.
2: Heathen, you know, it's sort of brunch beer. <laughs> it's quite, it's quite, appealing. Mm, I like it. It's quite fresh. It's quite light, isn't it? Mm, it's nine percent. No, it's good old uh,
1: five percent. Might be my second favourite beer from the likes of Jaipur, I think.
0: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, tip top. Stop that.
0: OK, so three out of three then. That's uh, that's not too bad. OK, we're now going to move on and we're going to try um, a non-alcoholic uh, variety. Sorry? Let us know yeah. you <laughs> <gone. laughs> Have a good afternoon, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. Sorry, John. Yeah, it was... Uh... We're
1: to get some more glasses. But... Some non-alcoholic.
0: Okay, so this one is an alcohol-free and alternative from Sea Arch Drinks, uh, the C&T. Uh, We've got two to try. We've got the original C&T with a light Indian tonic in a ready mixed can and the Rose C&T with a rose and raspberry-infused tonic. So, uh, both cans have a double shot of Sea Arch Coastal Juniper, so uh, be careful, What, what a relief. <laughs> yeah. Don't
2: want to get carried away.
1: Well, I don't it's got a nice nose it has got a nice nose
2: you're not impressed no, I just don't get it it smells like bath salts why Why? you know what it is I, I get what they're trying to do they're trying to build a brand they're going to go out they're going to build a brand they're going to yes. sell, sell it to yeah do you know what I mean like, where's the integrity in that what do you think Hopefully. bath salts <laughs> I, I don't different. dislike it it's too perfumed. are you working on an advertising campaign with these guys right <laughs> <laughs> And this year's sponsor of the Great British Pub Awards <laughs> is Seahawk.
0: The, there is a bit too much sweetness to it. Yeah, and it's, it's
2: Epsom, it's, it's Epsom, Epsom, Epsom salt. It's nice to get out of a bath. Hmm. You know what I really hate about it? The 0% volume. It's, mm. Might be alright with some I wouldn't, gin. I
0: wouldn't... Dis, the trouble with that for me. That's almost lemonade, it's actually, isn't gin? it? There's a bit too much of the, sort of the soft drink lemonade. There's no... There's no bite or bitterness to it. I mean, I am suffering from a massive toothache. and have taken a ridiculous amount of painkillers. You've done
1: well not to mention it.
0: I have done well not to mention it You've so done the tremor, Oh
1: yeah.
0: that no, We're moving on to that. Um, but So maybe my taste is not great. But that that's... I can't... It doesn't have that sort of bitterness, does it?
1: No, I just... I don't know anything about it. It just strikes me as that kind of... The idea of the pub where, you know, we must try and break this growing market. Oh, I, I, I applaud
0: it. I applaud the... Um, the ability to offer grown-up soft drinks you know drinks for adults that isn't just you know a, a fizzy sweet sort of sugary confection that, that's that's got to be a good thing mm. um, but
1: i think it's got to offer maybe a bit more bite i just don't like it very much i think that's the problem yeah. i'm not saying that's bad because it's you know but it's just a bit florally
0: mm. okay well let's try the other one the uh, the rose uh, the rose on there. Um, see how that uh, that compares. Oh yeah, pop that in. Very closely held to the microphone there, James Walton. Plus it smells uh, smells a lot sweeter. Okay, it does, yeah. yeah.
1: Mm. That's um, I'm, so, I'm slightly less offended by that because I think I've had the first one and then that's just a bit sweeter. Oh, I just, really, I, I just really struggle with going to a pub and drinking that stuff. He, you he's going to go get he's a gin tonic. He's going to use a new one. Let's give it a fair crack. It's, so it's a mixer, not a You're drink. You're not going to mix
0: it with gin. He is. He is. is yeah, yeah. isn't he? It's, I don't. I mean, I, I, I.
1: Yeah, I think. I was just gonna say, grab some Monkey Forty Seven as he arrives. As some Monkey Forty Seven. You're gonna mix it with gin and see what yeah, it tastes like. I just yeah. yeah. think to <laughs> be honest, that's what most people are gonna do with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> do you think they'll use that in their marketing?
2: Yeah. <laughs> they might ask me to be a spokesperson,
0: brand ambassador. Heath Moore. who's currently removing the bottle top with his teeth. No, I'm not. That would be on my gene.
1: Oh, I'm gonna have to drink this one myself, aren't I? Love Lucky Forty
0: Seven. <laughs> right. Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, Give it to me. A little might help the team.
0: Oh, oh. Right. Let's 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 see the difference, shall we?
1: I'm just worried about driving you home, mate, with some oh, yeah, sort of and tramadol. Uh, you'll be licking my face whilst I'm getting the M25. <laughs> you, you hope he's going to be licking well, you know. That's that's much better. I, I it's, quite a, gonna, it's quite a light gin and tonic. It's nice. like an, an aromatic it, gin and tonic. You, really you've
2: nice. fundamentally really missed the
0: point of the drink. And, um... and I'm a publican.
2: <laughs> or maybe oh, I, get me, or I get people drunk and laid for a living. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, You've only been good yeah. at the first one. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. That, here's the first, here. Here. It's here's a the first one. Try that with a bit of gin. The first one here. See if that comes alive.
0: Do it. What's that? Put the gin that's in the that the first
1: one. one. I'll just give you that back. Just see if that... Because I think as a mixer, it's really good. They do, um Britvik do a grapefruit. Mm. So that's really Yeah, it's quite nice, s- if you're isn't right?
2: it? Yeah, it'd be mean, really good if you're on an aeroplane. You know that's quite refreshing. Yeah, like that a lot. Mm. Remember, remember flying.
0: So basically, what we've yeah, learned yeah. then is the non-alcoholic uh, gin and tonics are better with gin.
1: Yeah, well, I hope the guys didn't turn off too quickly, and uh, because actually they're into the, they're in with them, they're in with the very best of the mixers market. I would suggest.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Okay, if you do want to feature your new products on the podcast, if you're feeling brave, uh, please Oof, feel free stupid. to send them in. And and um, we'll consider uh, uh, what Heath and James think of them. I mean, would would you stop those two in the pub as a as a trial um, I think.
1: No, yeah, yeah could, if they give me some samples. <laughs> it's how do you present it, I guess. Isn't yeah, because it? it's gonna, it is effectively. Your it's probably expensive as well. It's not going to be a cheap mixer. Hmm. I think it's a bit of a tricky one. I quite like it. Yeah. Well, I don't know whether just don't chuck some vodka in it, sort of some gin in it, and just get it done.
2: Hey, but it's free from alcohol, allergens, preservatives, sweeteners, and fun.
0: (laughs) And on that note, (laughs) yes, send your products in. Okay, you're listening into the Lock In podcast. We are pretty much out of time for this week, but that's just uh, maybe look ahead a little bit. Um, I mean, guys, opportunity. I mean, versus desperation. I mean, is there opportunity? Do you see opportunities ahead in the weeks?
2: Yeah, not the weeks. I think it's survival now. Let's get to next year, and then let's see what's available. Yeah.
0: I mean, are you, are you do you expect that there's going to be. Opportunity in terms of expansion and sites on the horizon for, for
2: operators like yourselves. Um, yeah, I think it will be. I think hopefully we can pick up some new sites next year. Do you know what I mean? That,
1: that would be the goal. Mm. At the right price, not getting to that, back into that sort of bidding war and the. Yeah, I think things could open up again in the spring. But as Heath reminded us, you know, it's about survival. Make the most of this Christmas period. Mm. Um, the announcement of the tier system an hour ago. It's you know how do we look at each site and make the most of that and uh control costs maintain standards and look for opportunities in our own sites firstly um we've done you know pretty well with that during lockdown making the most of it but yeah we've got somewhere to go before i think if anyone's looking too far in the future they're kind of deluded (laughs) very in a very super fortunate position but at the minute Yes, make sure the tools are rolling for the next few weeks
2: well, so industry isn't it usually you're forecasting you're budgeting you're trying to work out where you go mm. now there's no point it's all out the window it's just like you know mm. holding your own
0: I mean I guess you've got to be uh, cautious haven't you if, yeah. if you're looking at this particularly now more so than ever as I think yeah. you, you were saying earlier about uh, having one bad site when you're a small operator
1: yeah, yeah you can't we, could
2: be in, we could be tier 2 today tier 3 tomorrow yeah that's the danger you know what I mean everybody's going oh great we're tier 2 it's not so bad it could be worse but it could be a tier three tomorrow. Yeah. You know, and this government's so unpredictable. Mm.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, optimism or desperation, what do you think?
2: I think you've got to be optimistic, but, you know what I mean, you've got to be a re- the realist as well. You know, I think you are just got to, you know... Plan for the worst, hope for the best. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's
0: interesting. Well, You probably hear it in the background, but the, the phones are going. I mean, since, the, <laughs> since those tiers were announced, you've been getting... Yeah, off yeah, the hook, so, yeah, exactly. I we'll, mean, we'll be busy. People but, are keen, aren't they?
2: Yeah, but it will be busy. And then what <clears> happens? January? What's that look like?
0: Well, I mean, I'm, I'm maybe I'm being uh, too optimistic with January, but I think the fact that people are going to struggle to get into places over December, I think you're going to have a bit of overspill, aren't we, of uh, people looking to get out and it's do the, things, delayed celebrations. Let's hope yeah. they don't
2: go dry Jan. Let's sort <laughs> oh, of, <geez>. seriously, seriously. <laughs> one person says that to me, I think I'll cry. <laughs> Um, yeah, hopefully we do. Hopefully we have a nice spillover. You know, we've seen it already, like some of the, the, the first Sunday in January is filling up quite nice. Mm. Um, I think people just, you know, people want to get out. I think, mm. next, year, I think next year, you know, we saw that with, um, you know, if you read history books and watch over the TV once in a while, um, you saw after the, the Spanish flu, they went into the roaring 20s, mm. you know, and everybody went crazy for a while. Unfortunately, then came the Great Depression. Yes, but, and um, the Second World War. Yeah, well, yeah so yeah so let's hopefully we get 10 years of fun before the world goes wrong again
0: we shall see I <laughs> on an optimistic note then that is all from this week's podcast we will be back next week when the sector is actually back open if you can call it that under the various tiers uh, and Heath will probably be complaining about his customers again so <laughs> uh, that's that's it for now uh, thank you very much guys and
1: see you all next week thank you where Brilliant. is he? Can't see anyway. I don't know. <laughs>